You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt McGacky, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Kesky of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Listen, why don't you? Why aren't you? You're a professional. Why don't you sound like one? Listen, you wanted to do this shit at midnight. You get midnight quality. Isn't it like eight a.m. for you? No, it's three in the afternoon. Four in the afternoon. So uh, it should be four in the afternoon quality. Yeah, that's that quality sucks. I uh, listen. What can you hear? I turned off. I'm right now. I'm roasting. It's uh, probably 90 degrees in Japan, and I turned off the AC so that we would get no AC. I'm naked right now. That's why you're not looking at me. It's because I'm fully nude. I'm sitting on a fake leather chair that's sticking to my ass. Oh. And there is yeah, and there is uh, no AC going. Uh, I mean, this, I mean, this, is, this is the best quality. Listen, if any of our listeners have a beef, I, I dare them to come see me. I just lugged. 200 pounds of hentai around Tokyo. My fucking feet hurt. My arms hurt. My shoulders hurt. Fuck the world. That was, this is all by design though. You, you're, you're in a prison of suffering, but it's a suffering of your own making. Aren't all prisons. Yes. But I just want to acknowledge that you have no one to blame, but, but yourself, you don't have to be in Tokyo. No, you never, you, true. you never had to leave, uh, 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 the great, the great city of Albany. <laughs> you know what? I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. You had the, and, call, the call to adventure got got to you. Yeah, but imagine if I just lived that perfect life in Albany, New York. <laughs> you, you know, honestly, I got mixed feelings on the Vincent Gallows of the world mm. who shit on their hometowns, you know. Uh, Albany is an unexciting 40% dump. Yeah. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. And obviously I will ridicule it as it comes up. But I don't know if I need to go out of my way mm. to shit on Albany. And I, and I also don't think that I think there's something wrong about, and maybe this is like something that you do in your twenties that you reflect on later and you go, oh, why did I do that? It's bizarre. But at some point you realize that everybody's life is roughly the same size. Right mm. now I've met, I've met people that 
never left their very small farming community in Oklahoma. And we could say that their life is extra small. And then we could say the top G, Andrew Tate, yeah, uh, his life extra big. Mm. But as with most things, there's an average and most people fall into the average. And the person, just because I'm in Tokyo, living the flyest life possible, mm. hentate up, yeah. uh, doesn't that doesn't mean that my my life is any more lit than somebody that stayed in Albany and uh, works a state job and then at night works uh, delivery be, uh, at my place and co out of uh, on uh, I believe that would be Delaware Avenue mm. uh, and and uh, you know they work nights there they they're, they're saving for a home. Uh, Maybe they got a maybe they got a girl pregnant. They're not together anymore, but it's all good, you know. <laughs> like you listen, it's 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 fine. It's all fine. And uh, just because people see me jet set, you know, with the with the coolest people, the t- uh, Tates, the Tates of the world, yeah. The, 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 just because they see me with the with the G Academy, what does he call it? Was what was the Andrew Tate school? Uh, the uh... The Cam Girl uh, uh, College, Cam Girl Campus, That's, uh, the the pimping union or something. Yeah. So, yeah. so there was local pimps. Uh, whatever 600. The fuck it, yeah, right. So whatever, whatever it was, uh, I, I'm, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I've been a lot of places, and here's what I'll tell you, Eric. This is this is game. Right, mm. I just watched uh, Ice Ice Tea on Drink Champs for four hours worth of OG talk. Let's hear it. <laughs> Spit that wisdom. Uh, I I think that every young man should spend a few years as a fake war correspondent. Okay. Right. So so I don't want any of you to actually involve yourselves in war, but I I, I was in. Uh, Saigon the other day and it's just such a affordable way to kick around you know what i mean like you could work you could make a thousand dollars a month and figure it out right and uh with the death of distance the the digital age no reason you can't figure it out right you don't have to sell sunglasses on the beach you can uh pam i guess right uh so all i'm saying is you should uh, somebody who is untethered right because uh i'm at the state i'm at the family stage of my life so to me i can't i can't can't say to my girlfriend and her son hey i'm gonna kick around vietnam for a few years i'll catch up with you you know what i mean but if you are a 22 year old, you could definitely do that. And there's no reason why not, you know? So, uh, but ultimately what I'm get what I'm getting to is that all the, all the travel in the world isn't worth very much if you're not learning anything, which I, I find uh, to be the case for 99% of people. And it just cause you're well-traveled doesn't mean shit really. And also, uh, if you don't have a good home life, it, 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 travel is just going to feel like you're running away. You know, <laughs> like yeah. and w- when I and 
I have a really good home life now. And, you know, I still love to travel. I'm seeing New Zealand. I just, uh, Tokyo was great, but Saigon was great. But, you know, you kind of want to get home, spend time with your family, be in your little, be in your little bear den, you know? Mm. Uh, So all I'm saying is uh, to our younger listeners, uh, get it out of your system. Go, go to uh, Botswana. Go, go. Uh, you know, I, I want some experiences in Africa. It's just a little late in life for me. You know, I mean, I, I, I can't like uh, embed myself someplace. But I don't know. Do you have any instinct to travel anymore? Or are you? It's just Hawaii for you. I would love to travel. It's not uh, financially feasible at the moment. I got to figure shit out. But uh, uh, I. I would say no. I would suggest to the kid get a get a state job in Albany and and never leave. Oh, different different direction. All right. what, what, what I mean, <laughs> the thing is, what do you expect to gain by? Uh, I mean, sure, life experience, but as you said, I, you know, I'm not convinced that I, I'm in a dark mood today. I have a dark view of the the of humanity. I don't think anybody's retaining anything. Mm. I, I don't think that I don't think that the that they will be enriched by hauling the hentai as, as, as much as you have been. Yeah, that's possible. I, 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 so a thing I think about a lot. Also, is, just, uh, re- just real quick. I think the, the flattening, as you said, of the earth in the digital age, I think is like, kind of, it's kind of rune shit. It's kind of like, I feel like you're never too far. You're never actually too far away from anything, you know? So like you might find yourself, <laughs> hauling hentai through the streets of Tokyo and yet you can still zoom meeting with, with your boy, Eric in Hollywood. That's true. You shouldn't be uh, able to, you shouldn't be able to. I've got a meeting with Russians at, uh, at nine o'clock at night tonight. Mm. Uh, It's true. I'm, I'm Mr. Worldwide. So I know a lot (laughs) about this, but I, I I will say that uh, you, you want to hear a crazy thing. Please. Tokyo is the the most foreign place I've ever been. I believe that. And I've been a lot of places now. And uh, in principle, many of them have less cultural crossover with the United States. Uh, however, I just find that th- this place has its... Yeah, it, it does pop culture in a way that... I guess you could say mirrors the United States, but it, it so much has its own flavor. Like a lot of places I go have unique traditions, obviously, and, and, and uh, classic cultures to them, but they, but they in the last hundred years have modeled themselves after the U S now. So that they watch George Clooney movies, right here. They watch the George Clooney movies, but they got plenty of tentacles. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there yeah. is a lot of, there's a lot of its own thing going on here. And, and uh, you're talking about, I the hentai know, I, again. I'm again with the hentai. Uh, I am. I, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm uh, overwhelmed, but uh, certainly it is a different vibe. Uh, it, it's much more its own space than, than, than I imagined coming here. So uh, I like it so far. Uh, you want to hear my Saigon stories? I have more Saigon stories than I do Tokyo stories. Please. So here's the short version of this whole thing. Uh, to travel through 
uh, to travel to or through Vietnam, you need a visa. That is uh, not typical and it's impractical. So that means that even if you're just getting onto another flight, you should have a visa. And uh, I was caught without that knowledge and told that it was going to be uh, at least 24 hours until I could get a visa and that I was stuck in Kuala Lumpur. I could not travel on to uh, Ho Chi Minh City, otherwise known as Saigon. And uh, I would, uh, it, <clears throat> whatever. Boring story. I get on the, uh, I, I apply for my visa. Uh, they, uh, they tell me I can expedite it. The expedite, it takes 10 days if you don't expedite it. If you expedite it, it takes a day. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll do it. And maybe I have to spend a night in Kuala Lumpur, but that's not so bad. I like it here. And then I get an email from a real, real semi-brand. You know when something's off-brand and then something's semi-brand where it'll be like Amazon.coon? You know mm. what I mean? Like, like it's, it's, it's semi-brand. So I get an email from a not a Vietnam.gov address, but like a, a Vietnam.co address that hits me and says hey i'm andy i'll get you your passport in four or i'll get you your visa in four hours for another 80 bucks and i say well you really got me by the balls Andy." yeah really Let's how can it. you how can you possibly hey this is a, this is a stressful situation yeah well so you know my bandmates were congratulating me on, on handling a stressful situation i didn't think it was that stressful because I like these places and I, and none of them are expensive. If I was stranded in Luxembourg, I would feel stressed because I could afford roughly three days of being stranded there. But in bank account plus credit, I could probably technically live in Vietnam for three quarters of a year, if not a year. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so I said, all right, fuck it, whatever. And Kuala Lumpur. Uh, even more so i could i could chill there a long time but you know you don't want to miss the shows that we have in tokyo so that's a concern but i've got i've got like a two-day window should be all good i i get back on the flight again boring details i get so andy comes through andy at bootleg.viet whatever gets, gets me through i get on the flight but the flight's delayed i miss my transfer in saigon i'm trapped in saigon uh, next flight doesn't leave until uh, an overnight the following day. So basically, I get in on mid at midnight. I can't leave until midnight the following day. I that's fine by me. I stay. I go get a hotel at a spot called the Continental. It is uh, a historical place. I find that totally fascinating. Built in 1880, it was where the the correspondence for like Time Magazine lived for two years during Vietnam. I was in one of those rooms. This shit is just, you know, if you're an aging white guy that's into history, as all of them are, and you have two, two paths as an aging white guy. You can either get into history or you can just be like a degenerate meth-smoking alcoholic. That, that's it. These are, which way Western man, you're going to get in, my parents' generation, it used to be Civil War history. Now my generation, it's more Vietnam history. Uh, I'm sure the younger generation will be 
uh, probably Gulf War history, right? This is just, you get into this shit. So I'm excited. I'm getting a little piece of history, but I want to go out at night. Now, I told this story this morning on Axe to Grind, so I won't belabor it, but I get offered a blowjob uh, from a dude. Uh, he was handsome, but I didn't consider it. Uh, and he was very aggressive in his sales pitch. And it happened within 10 minutes of leaving the hotel in Saigon. But what I didn't tell on Axe to Grind and what I will share here is what happened next. I, th- this guy hassles me. He's a young, handsome guy with muscles, and he really wants to blow me in a park. And he's not taking no for an answer. <laughs> I, I, uh, for those of you that don't listen to the other podcast, here's the deal. The guy booped me. He, <laughs> he, uh, he took his hand and he uh, lifted it upward slightly from underneath my dick so that my dick bounces in place. A little boop. You know what I mean? A little boop. Got a little, and, uh, a little sexually assaulted there. Yeah, technically sexual assault. But this is, Eric, when I realized, as the kids say, I'm built different. Because instead of uh, putting my fist up and saying, yo, what the fuck, F word, you know what I mean? Instead of doing that, I said, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. (laughs) I said, no, thank you. (laughs) I'm not not interested. He says, and he's saying banana. And I say, yeah, yeah, I got it when you touch my dick, brother. No, thank you. And he says, meat. And I said, yeah, yeah, I got it. But no. And he says, I suck you. And I said, no. Right. And then I said, well, maybe. No, I didn't. But but I, <laughs> I said, listen, <clears throat> but he was being so persistent. I was starting to get flattered. I'll be honest. So <clears throat> and that but of course, he wanted, I think, a million. The the Vietnamese dollar is called a dong. And he wanted he was which is ironic. And he, he wanted a uh, uh, or fitting rather. He, he wanted a, uh, a million dong uh, to suck me in a park. And and uh, I, I I passed. Right. Ultimately, I said no. And but he was getting aggressive and he was following me around and everything. So uh, when when an older fellow who had been circling the block asking me on a moped, asking me, hey, do you need a ride? And I kept telling him no. When he came around again, I said, yeah, let's do it, partner. And, and so I get on the back of his bike. And what and what I did, what, well, he was more official, honestly. But what I didn't say at, uh, on Axe to Grind, I will tell you now, is that that respite from getting blown that that uh, man, that old old timer that I was hoping was in my corner. The second I get on the bike, he blows me. <laughs> no, that that's not that, right. That's not the end. Of, that's not the end of the story. The end of the story is I get on the bike and he says, he says, "Hey," and I say, "Hey," and he goes, "You want cocaine?" And mm. I said, "No, no." I was just out for a walk, honestly. <laughs> he Damn. goes, he goes, "You want heroin?" And I go, "No." He goes, "People love it." <laughs> I bet they do. Good salesman. No, yeah, I said no, thank you. And then he says, uh, "Girls," and I said, "No, I got a wife at home, but thank you." And then he starts while we're weaving in and out of traffic. He lifts his phone and starts scrolling. So he's, you know, he's got he's doing the one thumb scroll and driving with uh, one hand. And he's showing me his stable of beauties, which he tells me are better. This is what they, I've experienced this in Southeast Asia. What, when a man is trying to pimp women to you, they always say the same thing. And by the way, this is if you're there for more than an hour, somebody will try to pimp women to you. Uh, they always say the same thing, which is uh, no ladyboy. No ladyboy. Safe. He's good. No surprises. 
And, and, and you go, well, they, well, you know, firstly, you're presuming too much, right? What if, what if I love surprises? Yeah, what if you're in town for the lady but, boys? Right, right, right. But what, so whereas the other guy couldn't believe that I was heterosexual, uh, this guy can't believe that I am not interested uh, in his 100% verified uh, certified women, right? So, but I keep telling him, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I, I'm married, you know, because you don't, it, talking about girlfriends, it, it, these dudes barely respect wives. So they don't, they deaf don't give a fuck if you say, I got a girlfriend, you know what I mean? So I, I say, I got a, I got a wife. And he goes, he goes, it's okay. And I was like, no, not to her. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I don't think it would be okay. I, I, you know, I was like, I was like, I don't even think that one's worth calling and asking, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's okay. Uh, I'd say, thank you. I'm not interested. I'm very happy in my relationship. Here's the deal. The guy is, uh, oh, I, he asked what I do for a living. I say, I'm a musician. And he goes, well, you play guitar? I say, I sing. And he goes, oh, that why you know, no want girl. And I say, <laughs> no, I'm, I say, I'm married. And he goes, he goes, you're not hungry for it. You get too much. And I, and I, I, you, you want, you, you, you don't want to, I don't know. Is it my job to dispel the mystique of being a, a, a singer or is it I like, but what I liked about oh, it, was, I thought he was, I thought he was calling you gay. No, 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 no. That was the other fellow. The other fellow, when I said, Hey man, I'm straight. I like tits. He goes, he goes, no, no. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't believe I was straight, but this guy, uh, couldn't believe I was uh, in a satisfied, uh, uh, loving relationship. Both of them were, uh, you know, I guess it's, you're not allowed to get mad at being called gay in 2023, but uh, I did find it a little offensive that uh, yeah, I'm not allowed to uh, just value my the sanctity of my marriage. <laughs> like, he was just real insistent. He's like, it's okay. I was like, no, no, brother. Can we just go for a ride? Well, I bet I would. I would bet that a lot of visitors there are there with without the concern of the sanctity of their marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would too. And it's not this. It's not this dude's job yeah. to look out for my marriage. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not his job. But uh, I just. Th I think it's funny that everybody is kind of a uh, used car salesman of drugs or vagina or yeah. mouths. Mm. It, 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 and it got me thinking for maybe the first time uh, ever about kind of, I guess, some of the heaviness of uh, the, 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 the heaviness of a post-war reconstruction sort of uh, an economy. Hold on, I'm going to turn off. Oh, nice. You hear that? No, no noise now. And who, whoever my roommate is today is going to come in and be like, "Why is it two hundred degrees in the fucking room?" I mean, um, your 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 microphone quality is so poor that I think you can probably just leave the AC on if you need to. No, listen, fuck it. Uh, I can't. I can't. Clear. You listen, I'm not that guy. I don't I usually don't care. But when whenever there's an axe to grind episode and Tom doesn't use the right microphone, I turn it off. I can't do it. That's because he's yelling into his laptop by accident. <laughs> he needs it's, like it's a, he needs a handler. It's it's, it's insane. It, listen, I, I I've said it before. He's a talented uh, vocalist who's been doing it. Uh, been good on stage since I was a kid. Yeah, and he has the worst mic dis mic worst mic discipline of anybody I've ever met in my life. 
<laughs> ever. It's it's crazy. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, where was I? Oh, okay. It's not the dude's job to look out for my marriage. I get the, all that. And yes, of course, lots of dudes go there and, and are on a little little business vacations of their own. But, uh, you know, I just when you say I'm married, it's not like it's not like I'm playing hard to get. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. like it's not like you're it's not like you're gonna show me a particularly good looking Vietnamese woman that I'm gonna go, you know what, I guess I'm not so married anymore. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? like so I just think that I I guess between being uh technically sexually assaulted uh and and uh having this guy explain to me over and over again, the old man explain to me over and over again. Uh, we're riding around the city by the way. I got I, I, I I go, uh, yeah, man, I just need to get to get back to the Continental. He's like, you want to see the city? I go, uh, what's it cost? You know what I mean? And it's like, whatever, 10 bucks to ride around for an hour. And I go, yeah, man, show me the city. And we went everywhere. We went everywhere. It was cool. I, I actually, I've done this in uh, in Jamaica, River Kingston, and I did, I, I uh, did it in Cambodia. I, I, I just, it's something I really like. And you get the local flavor because you get the 65-year-old pimp. But this is a little this is uh this is patty patty bourdain parts unknown yes 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 uh you know of course he's trying to sell it with the no these my girls are good because they're not professionals Mm. uh these you know these are students these are farm girls oh boy uh this isn't their (laughs) this isn't their full-time job (laughs) well listen i'll Uh. i'll say this i'll say this for vietnam Vietnam had a much more family-friendly vibe than Cambodia. All right. Uh, uh, Phnom Penh told this on the podcast before. We stayed at one of the kind of um, storied hotels. We stayed in a couple dumps, but we stayed in one of the storied hotels. It's got, you know, good history and everything. It's got, like, everything in it is wood. It's probably 1900. And there's a sign you know, and it's got it's, it's it's got the concierge, and it's, it shoots for some level of professional sort of real hotel, old world sort of thing. And in the lobby, there's just a sign that says "Don't fuck kids here, please." Oh boy! And, and it's like, I mean, Eric, I'm talking no uncertain terms. I'll find the I'll find the photo on my on my phone where it's like, you know, this is darker than dark. Send me <laughs> a photo, I mean? please. Like, I, I'm like in disbelief. It's darker than dark. Yeah. So. It's it's uh does it have it does it have uh, like those gas stations where people uh where people shoplift it has photos and it's like Jared from Subway and and Gary Glitter it's like you're not these people are not allowed back. It's got that vibe where it's like hey please don't put us in a situation where we got to we got to call the police cuz we please don't you know <laughs> it's really dark but but Vietnam doesn't have that energy. I mean I'm sure that shit happens somewhere in Vietnam but it, it it's uh I, 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 as I was, uh, I've said this before. I, I, I said it on Instagram today. I would bring a family to Vietnam. I, I, for Fiona and I, Cambodia was a fun adventure, and uh, she secretly probably was miserable because I was like making her sleep in malaria tents and shit. But the, but I think that you could bring almost anybody to Vietnam, and they'd they'd get something out of it without feeling a little like sort of stressed out or whatever. Um, have you, so, have you encountered Saigon, any of the, uh, have you encountered the, the like 
apparently I've heard that in Vietnam, there's American war veterans that like will hang out there with like uh, the, the sort of like these weird like pamphlets and talk about like the truth of the American Vietnam War. No, I didn't encounter any of those as they would be uh, 80 today. Uh, and and, uh, and uh, yeah, my father was on the uh, old side of that particular thing. So he, he uh, yes, he, my father's 80 and he was a Vietnam era veteran. Uh, he enlisted prior to uh, the actual uh, declaration of war and uh, was on an army base in in Texas, uh, rather than getting sent over. So he is on the, yes, correct. He's on the slightly old side. Uh, you could be in your mid or late seventies and have been in Vietnam. But, uh, if you were there, you're probably, you know, if you're there and you're the sort of dude that's, uh, handing out pamphlets in, in, uh, in Ho Chi Minh city, uh, I think that you are, you're probably dead now. You know, what I mean? but what I will say is, uh, there are flea markets which just sell war ephemera, war memorabilia. Oh, you got to get some. Uh, yeah. Oh, you already left. Uh, well, uh, well, I, I sent you the the Azad uh, Brigade. Uh, oh, yeah, you did. Uh, uh, so, so let me show you what uh, what I picked up there. All right. Now this one is from 1986. It's not uh, war era. I just appreciated it very much. All right. This is this is the shirt I'll be wearing. Could you describe it to the people at home? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm awaiting it. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? No, no. Look at look, look at your little screen. Oh, what are you oh, doing? Oh. Are you? I'm laying on the floor. Um. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so it's a so, shirt that says "Peace through superior firepower," and it is a uh, is it's is that an American soldier? Well, that's what's interesting. <laughs> I don't know what's interesting about what's interesting about this is that it appears to be part of like Gaddafi's inner circle. Is uh, is is the guy in the the man's skin is dark, but he doesn't have African American features, so he is. Uh, we're to presume Arab or perhaps Indian. Is this man Pakistani? He could be a dark Pakistani. It's a darker uh, skin tone, but also he has on sunglasses. So we don't see what's going on there. We got sunglasses and he's wearing a beret, which yeah. I don't know how many, how many uh, d- uh, divisions of uh, the American military have berets, maybe just the green berets. Is this man a green beret? He, he looks more like he's working for, uh, you know, He's working for one of the guys that the United States thinks is bad. I was hoping um, you'd, you'd find but, some like war memorabilia of like, you know, like I, I think in Japan, didn't they make like swords out of like the downed like airplanes in World War Two or something? I need I want something like that. Hold on. We're going to hear a little a, a little sound for a second while I figure this out. Uh, OK, so I also picked this up, which I'm he claims is not a recreation that this is. Uh, but but there's so many of these in circulation that I yeah. don't know honestly. I don't know honestly if it is a um, if they were just so common that it it is not a recreation or it is a recreation. But this is the uh, the flag that they would fly for the uh, returning 
uh, like uh, Viet soldiers. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you went and you went and did a good thing for communism and and shot some Frenchmen or shot shot some uh, Americans or a couple Canadians, maybe. Yeah. Uh, You know, you're a hero. Yes. So I got got that one. I I want like a I want like a little hammer and sickle pendant made from like a bullet that passed through the skull of uh, of a soldier. They got all that shit, and they got some. They got all the uh, lighters of GIs that are, uh, yeah. <laughs> and some of them, you know, uh, I was walked through how to tell which ones are fake or which ones are uh, replicas and which ones are real. Uh, kind of interesting. The ones that are real, there's some, you know, I don't want to say disturbing. They're only disturbing if they, if these lighters were, were picked off of a body laying in the mud, if, if they were just left in some GIs personal effects, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, oh, I'm moving back to the United States. I don't, I don't need this lighter from my ex girlfriend. Uh, but, uh, you know, the ones that are engraved with, uh, you know, to the only man I'll ever love. <laughs> you know what I mean? That type of shit. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, I don't know if Harry went home or not. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so, 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 so it's, Do they have any dog uh, tags? Oh, hundreds of dog tags. Oh, you think they were picked off? Yeah. So. I mean, it. it, it, it Where else did you get it? Yeah, right. I guess it so, could have been dropped. I don't uh, know. Uh, it's it's fascinating to me. I found this in Cambodia. Uh, I I I just think it's the the people who have to make a living in this world who who don't have the good fortune to be. Uh, born into a family of esteem, who, who who don't receive an education, who can't be sent abroad, blah, blah blah. Those people have to have to sell services or or goods, and you realize, oh, this lady doesn't care that she's selling an, an Azad Brigade uh, Nazi patch, right? Yeah, no, it is because why the fuck should she care? Yeah. <laughs> like, like honest question like and then if she doesn't have to care here's the deep the, the deep part if she doesn't have to care why do i have to care yeah because i'm i'm just here trying to make my living too you know what i mean so like it, the, the whole no ethical consumption under capitalism is there really a call for ethical consumption is that really like who's making that decision for us like, like I just got corny ask, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, it, like, there's shit over there that makes me uncomfortable. Like, the, the totally destructive use of stretch plastics. Everything is in a plastic something. You know what I mean? Like plastic bag, plastic wrap, plastic, 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 plastic. Everything, and it's to me that's like. You know, I, I can't I always say I can't get on my environmental shit because I, I uh fly so much. But stretch plastics give me a little bit of stress. You know, yeah. what I mean when I see it, like no, I don't need a I don't need a large plastic bag for this bag for this small bag of peanuts I purchased. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it's a thank you though. I, I hate it. I hate when it's a like, bag within a bag. Like you got a bag of something, and then you open it and then the thing's in another little bag. Why'd you do that? Individ- individually wrapped nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, it was, uh, but my point is 
how how harshly can I judge these people that are just doing their best to get by? I don't know. You can judge them. All right, fuck it then. They're monsters. <laughs> Peace through superior firepower. Uh, which, go. by the way, I, I I saw it discussed online. Somebody was like, "What's what's the uh, uh, entomology? Is that the correct words, or is that for bugs? The etymology, etymology, um, whichever one uh, of the, of the phrase peace through superior firepower." And interestingly, uh, this conversation was saying, "Oh, I think it's uh, you know from the, the Gulf War. There was all this speculation." Uh, this shirt has a copyright date of 1986 on the design. Okay. Uh, so from at least 1986, peace through strength is an old saying, but peace through superior firepower. Uh, I'm curious who actually said it. There is a, there's a death metal record of that name, but uh, it happened later, like the year 2000 or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, but what I'm saying is Cambodia, they sell tours of, skulls you can walk through the killing fields you can walk through the killing fields they have not removed all the bodies when it rains you can see people's skulls uh fiona and i had that experience and you know is that a good lesson for people on on some like holocaust museum never again shit yes definitely but is it also capitalism in action quite obviously (laughs) you know what i mean because they will also send you sell you uh, something at the gift store at the end and uh, selling your natural, your national tragedy, I think is a fascinating reality, you know, like, a, like on the ground, that's how things really are. Hey, do you want this watch that has Ho Chi Minh's face on it? Yes or no, American. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you yeah. buy <laughs> and, like, do you want this dog tag? Maybe, maybe your grandfather's in here. You know what I mean? Like, yes or no, yeah. American? You you buy? And I look. I just think that that's to me. That's that's interesting. That's that's how that's how facts on the ground versus ideas in academia uh, clash. You know. Mm. Uh, but uh, I, I I enjoyed Saigon a lot. Uh, I felt like I got to see it because I took a ride around town with that dude from like whatever, 1230 till 130, just saw the whole fucking city. And then again, always with the ooh, lady boys. Ooh. You know, I, mean, I, I wanted to be like, hey, brother. I wanted to be like, hey, brother, brother, brother. You know, I'm from a more progressive spot. <laughs> you know, but the uh, uh, saw that and then I walked. I didn't leave till midnight the following day. So I just walked, I left my bags at the front desk, walked around the entire city, got brutal, nasty little blisters on my feet. Uh, horror show stuff over here. I might get acupuncture tonight. Uh, but the, uh, but uh, saw the, saw so much of the city and uh, I really loved it. And today I walked around Tokyo. I went to the uh, Aka, Aki, Habara, Akihabara, Akihabara, whatever the fuck, district. This is their anime, manga, pop culture district. So imagine if the Bronx was just like Sailor Moon Town. I think it is is these days. (laughs) So, like, that's, I mean, 
for me, I got very emotional, to be honest, because manga there is like a, it's a, it's a still a cultural force that people care about and value. Whereas in the United States, comic books have been so marginalized as, as an industry and as a medium. And it's a, so I was getting in my ba- I was getting my feelings, you know, like just a little, like oh I feel bad, like uh, why can't I have this in the United States? You, you felt <laughs> at home in a I culture did, that values tentacle porn. I yeah, and, and I picked up uh, some some great titles like uh, In Deep. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the thing: uh, I don't think you have to be some type of pervert to think that this shit is cool as hell yeah now did i did i see a couple things today that i wouldn't purchase yeah i did actually i did actually (laughs) (laughs) i'm 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 a bit on the edgy boy side of things and i saw i saw a couple things that i wish i had not seen you know I, I like the I like the idea of you going through customs and the uh customs officer takes some things out of your bags and says why don't we talk about this you know, I feel comfortable with anything he wants to look at here. Actually, yeah. although I haven't been through all the hentai, so maybe there's a couple bad apples in here. But <laughs> but uh, you might want to ship. Some I uh, yeah, I would feel good about all this, but I, but there was a there was a couple things that you know. Listen, in my I'm not a, I'm not a constitutional lawyer. I should say that off the bat. Oh, okay. Uh, but but in my understanding of things there was a there's a couple things that would not um they wouldn't be allowed in the united states <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, no. that i passed that i passed today um and, but look it's a tough question because if something is a non-literal depiction of something right like so meaning that there's a level of extract uh, uh, of uh, separation uh, in in that it is an illustration rather than a, 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 a photograph. Uh, I mean, does it ameliorate the situation at all, or is it still as bad as if it was a photograph? I mean, in a photograph, you can presume somebody's being harmed in real life. Yeah. So that's bad. We understand that. We understand that. But but the harm's already been done. The ownership of those materials, it's not because somebody. It's not like what is the basis for arresting somebody on that, right? And it's because these materials, like, even in a pro free speech society, we got to say like, oh, hey, there's there's material harm being done here, right? Yeah. But what about when it's a crudely? What if it's stick figures? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's what is harm? I guess so. And what is uh, within the confines of art? I'm, lo- I'm looking at, by the way, I'm looking at my toe right now. Do you want to see this? It's, it no, looks no, like... I really don't. I really do not. You, should, but you Im- like Im- the movie imagery Bas- of that should be illegal in the United States. You, you like the movie Basket Case, though, right? I do. This looks like Basket Case's head. You got a little, do you want to see? You, you got Belial on your toe? I got, yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to see it. Just chop it off and throw it in a basket that you carry around. Uh, yeah. No, it's an interesting so, conversation. But I mean, I, I would say that you're, yeah, even though, so the photo, the harm has been done, but I would say that the, the purchase of it might uh, uh, inspire the market behind it. 
and they right. okay. cause well, future a, harm. Th- that's true. Or you could say that the person who was harmed, um, uh, th- th- this uh, <clears throat> this image of them is continuing to harm them in whatever respect. Sure. Uh, like it, it has to be destroyed. These are all, you know, but, but then the the fine enough arguments for me, but then what happens if it's a illustration and what happens? This is, you want to talk about layers of confusion, right? What happens if the thing that I saw today that upset me a little bit, or uh, what if all of the context clues outside of the image are that everything is above board. Right. So like, like, okay. So the thing that I saw today was, was, uh, what looked like pubescent kids and like, like in the, in the hente section. Right. Like, but I don't even know if that's legal here or not. So what if, what if that is, like the people that look pubescent to me, what if they're all baristas or stock traders or, or, or work on oil rigs and, and they all drink and smoke and they all have all of the, what I'm saying is what if all of the context clues within the piece of art, aside from the appearances right. are that these people are, are adults. You know what I mean? Like the, the, that's why I'm saying with, with, uh, with drawn depictions, uh, it, it, things become more complicated, right? But all that said, uh, I, I have to be honest and say I avoid, avoided those materials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, made me a little uncomfortable. Uh, but again, I don't, I don't judge the Japanese because I, I don't quite understand. I don't understand the cultural thing going on with it. You know, are, are they perverts? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, who's to say? I mean, is is any one type of person more perverted than another? Uh, I mean, obviously, you're in a foreign land and you were uh, exploring uh, the the the, 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 the well the 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 man you were in the manga district, manga manga. I was so you know ma- listen, ma- manga, but it doesn't matter. There's when you travel anywhere and you visit other cultures there is almost guaranteed to to be found uh certain clashes within your own uh within you know you're gonna you're gonna find things that uh you're gonna go oh well i don't this is not what i'm used to you know so you are i I mean listen you are a visitor yes i'm a foreign man i am surrounded by the sounds sounds cattle in the marketplace (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. you know So, so so uh, for me, that's usually animal welfare stuff, right? Because I really like Southeast Asia. I think this place is well. I'm no longer Southeast Asia, but I I I think that it's great. And but their treatment of animals is it makes me want to fucking firestorm to purify the whole fucking thing. You know what I mean? It makes me want want a wrath of sanity the the, the, the whole fucking nation. Uh, it, it it's uh, not what I'm comfortable with, and I come. You know, I come from the United States where you could argue that our factory farming is is every bit as, as foul. I've, uh, uh, in the last couple of months, I've passed Cowschwitz twice. Well, you, I want you to stare at it next time. It's hard. <laughs> I, want you, I, I want you to have like a real fucking vegan moment. Yeah, <laughs> where, I almost you, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. 
a fundamentally soul discouraging place. It's horror. It's a like, horror. yeah, it's a horror <laughs> to look at it. Uh, it make, makes you, you know, like all this language. I, I, I've been thinking about how much I hate like the term holding each other accountable. Like I hate it because I'm like, what does any of this mean? It's such yeah. gibberish. <laughs> it's just like hard, like randomized harm under the under the banner of uh, I really care, right? Yeah, it's but like, let let me impose uh, my will upon you in a harsh manner. Yeah, but uh, th- there's some there's some like almost cosmic. Oh, do I need to hold humanity accountable? You know what I mean? Like when you drive by, when you drive by uh, Kauschwitz or any of those uh, massive factory farms, uh, you just go like, would it be that bad? You know, like, like a meteorite strikes. Yeah. uh, Let's say the uh, Yucatan peninsula or some shit. And then like, there's a, there's a tidal wave and in two, two directions and, you know, the coasts are completely wiped out. (laughs) You got like, I don't know, I don't know. Let's just see how it plays out. I'm not, you know, I can't really listen. We don't have to go too into it because we've talked about it enough on this fucking show. But I mean, reading Blood Meridian, it's like it's kind of hard to argue that man is is truly the most just utterly savage, just beast to ever roam the face of this fucking thing. And just and and it's like the thin veneer of of society and civilization. It's like. It's so shallow and it would be so easy to just return to those fucking truly like just just nightmarish uh, uh, motivators of of uh, of of our most fucking primal innate fucking uh, we're a dark. We're a dark species, man. We got a lot of evil inside of us and uh, you don't you don't have to look too far to find it. I, I tried you should try the audio book of conspiracy against the human race. I tried. Uh, uh, it's just a, it's a guy who writes like Lovecraftian horror, but this is a nonfiction book. This is him just kind of giving his philosophy on life, which is, uh, it's just a pessimistic philosophy about, uh, how, uh, degenerate man is, you know what I mean? And how there's really no point to anything. And I, I, I tried, uh, I, I couldn't do it not because it was upsetting, but because it, his prose is is it's like talking to the most closeted college professor that you had. You know what I mean? Like, j- just like you're like, oh, come on, brother, you don't gotta oh, just yeah, you know, talk. Yeah, I don't need that. I'm uh, trying to stay up. Oh, this would not make you stay up. You got to stay uh, up in this world, man. Listen. For all our fucking evil and savagery, I mean, to deny it is to deny our being. So embrace it. War. War is the ultimate trade. Oh, embrace trade. War, war is the ultimate trade. I mean, who are you? Uh, I mean, is it? Is it? Who is? Who are you uh, empathizing with? Is is it? Is it the animals? Is it the planet? That like vague notion of like the earth, like that, that one I find the most animals I can understand. I honestly, I can, I totally fucking get so, that. so, but like so the welfare get, of me, the planet, fuck are you talking about? Well, that one's too abstract. I think that becomes like to me a total effort in, uh, in ego, right? Because yeah. it, it, it's like it animals 
here's what it is for people that don't relate to sort of animal rights uh, people and all that. Um, you very rarely hear me tape up or, or advocate in some fucking pompous, ridiculous way for, for marginalized people. And you might say, well, yeah, Patrick, that's why everybody hates you when you're dickhead. <laughs> but, but here, but here's the deal. Uh, I actually know black people. I'm not, it's not theoretical. It's not, it's not theoretical that mm. I've heard of black people. I know black people and the black people that I have in my life, uh, are very strong self advocates who do not need me to speak for them. Mm. You know what I mean? So I learned at a, at a relatively young age, I'm not in a position to speak for people who have their own voice. The reason that I might feel inclined to speak for animals at a given time is because they cannot advocate for themselves. It, it, it is not a marginalized uh, group. It, it is a, uh, a voiceless one, like a completely – there is no way for them to convey what the, they need or, or what their experiences are or anything. So – uh, that's why I think that <clears throat> when you run into those like old lesbians who are burnt out on life and, and, uh, have like a cat rescue or they like, they mend wounded seagull wings and shit. And, and, but they hate people, you know what I mean? Like, hey, hey, like blood meridian nihilism yeah. style, hate human beings. Uh, I, I understand that person. I get it. Like it, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it, would animals be assholes if if we understood them? Yeah, maybe. But it's a bit like that. Uh, uh, you know, better to stay quiet and and let everybody assume you're an asshole than or an idiot than uh, open your mouth and confirm it. Uh, people confirm all the time that they're pieces of shit. You know, uh, animals we don't quite get that. Yes, but but so, but, but but who? I, my, my new theory. I've been talking to Evan about this. Is that everything is everything, and that it's like. Your idea of other people is the same idea as you. You are other people. You're an asshole. I, I'm an asshole. We're all fucking assholes in one way or another. So who am I to uh, to assert some sort of uh, holier-than-thou attitude over another human being? I'm a fucking human being. I do good things. I do bad things. I'm flawed. I'm imperfect. Uh, I, I create waste. I am a net negative environmentally fucking that's the fucking roll of the dice and i'm going to continue to get up in the morning and assert my fucking will because that's me no no why for what reason why no listen listen to you with your uh you know who are you saving you fuck what are you some kind of fucking savior who are you who are you saving the world from uh i nobody has been more irritated with the last, the last eight years of uh, like high school moralizing dorm room moralizing that the world is taken on. And I've, I've said this before. The reason that I think I feel that way is because I went vegan at like 16 or 17 when, and you're judgmental as fuck at that point. Yeah. And so I already, I already had my feeling better than people era, but to people who have never felt strongly about anything in their entire life, the movements of the last however many years, last decade, have provided them all these avenues to feel superior to their neighbor. Mm. And they got to feel it for the first time. So you're basically, when you're talking to like 
a 26 year old that's that like has like all the current hashtags in their fucking bio you're basically talking to a 17 year old vegan mm. you know what i mean like you're talking to somebody that is just riding high on on moral indignation you know what I mean? <laughs> like that, that's just what it is and because i already had that time in my life i'm just i i have less patience for it where I, i'm just t- like it's it's tired old news bullshit to me and, uh, you know, like, 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 you're all falling short of the glory of God, you know what I mean? So to speak, whatever secular version of that we want to use, like it, it's, uh, yes, I agree with you. There, I mean, how many times have I fucking in, in, invoked the Wright brothers on this podcast? Nobody gives a fuck about the Wright brothers. It's just me going like, yeah, can we care about achieving anything? Why are we why are we so up each other's asses about how how each other are living? You know what I mean? And uh I don't know when the pivot to hey, I don't hey, I I I care so much about being good that I don't care about doing anything. I don't I don't know when that happened, but I think part of it is people have bought into they bought into an easy notion, which is uh, damned if I do, damned if I don't. Right. Uh, to do to do anything is to uh, is to do harm. Uh, I'm not going to accomplish anything, and I'm going to feel like that was the good thing to do. Mm. And it's like, yo, I almost wish wish you moved to Malaysia and opened a stretch plastic factory. You know what I mean? Like be, be, <laughs> yeah. because it, because because at least then I'd be talking to a striver. You know, what I mean? like at least then I'd be talking to somebody who is like, uh, yeah, you know what? I was born lower middle class, but uh, uh, through my stretch plastic job uh, or business, I, uh, I, I, I now my family is, uh, you know, kind of upper middle class. And I go, wow, that's awesome. Whoa. I, I don't feel good about the stretch plastic you're doing, man, but uh, very happy for, for, for what you've achieved. I just, I just, I, I just wonder, like, who the altruism is is for? Is it is it for other people? Like that vague concept? No, never. Is it well, never? Is it, for, is it for future generations? Because I'm oh not, my god, stop! I'm just no, but I'm serious. I'm curious. Like the animals, one I completely understand. I get it. It's not me. I'm I'm not living for or dying for the animals, but I do. I can understand that that concept. Uh, but I don't I don't know it, the planet like, look, the climate catastrophe is coming. The planet is warming. The great cataclysm is on the horizon. Maybe it's 100 years. Maybe it's 200. Maybe it's 50. I don't know. It's coming. I get that. But the notion that like and it might wipe us out, maybe it will. But the planet, the planet will be fine until it's consumed by the sun in 12 billion years. You know what I mean? Like that won't. Yeah, it won't be fine then. It won't be fine then, but I'm just saying, yes, the, the, the earth is rapidly warming, uh, to, to, and it may get to the point where it can no longer sustain us. And then in another hundred years, perhaps it gets so warm, it just turns into a hellfire and then maybe it cools. Like you're thinking about it. Like, I just, I don't know when people want to live with that sense of altruism. It's, I suppose in, you know, it's, it's noble, I guess, but I just don't know who it's for. And is and ultimately what that means to me is it's for yourself, which is strange because it seems counterproductive. 
Yeah. Uh, what would be better is uh, if you enrolled in either Trump University or Top G Academy. Uh, <laughs> you got some got some handle on the idea of ambition and, and uh, pursued some type of uh, 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 something that makes you something that gives you a reason to wake up the following day. Oh shit. By the way, speaking of which I saw on my walk, I passed a uniform store, you know, those, uh, those shoes that, uh, nurses wear, or, um, maybe sometimes a a waiter would, that's gotta be on their feet all day. You know, those like, they're not the ones here have the brand is born to work. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do i do i buy a born to work pair of of orthopedic sneakers oh that's the that's the album name for the sketchy oi band born to work oh Ske- sketchy oi band united defense album born to work yeah that, that's <laughs> uh yeah that's rough that's what i mean in uh, I like the idea of collecting uh, certain memorabilia from around the <laughs> Yeah, born to work. That's that's rough. That's not good. Uh, Although, in can, a sense, I, I, I mean, I think uh, there was a... Can I read a saying uh, that I heard the other day that I really enjoyed? Let me find it. Oh, really yes, quick. I would like that. But it, it, it sort of somewhat echoes that sentiment, although in a less Nazi-ish, communist sort of way. Uh, hang on. Let me pull it up really quick. I'm finding it. Hang on. Hang on. Bear with me. Bear with me. Uh, oh gosh. I don't know how I could possibly pronounce this person's name, but I'll do my best. It's a quote from Rabindranath Tagore. And they said, I slept, I slept and I dreamt that life was joy. I awoke and saw that life was duty. I worked, and behold, <laughs> duty duty was joy. Was that a YouTube comment? <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. It might be Krishna. Uh, maybe, maybe it's Krishna. Uh, I mean, I've told you the Krishna concept I like the best is uh, when we experience moments of non-pain. It's just our faces cresting the water and taking a breath before we are uh, pulled under yet again. <laughs> That's true, but from plain from pain comes pleasure. Well, there you go. I mean, you would like some of the fencing. Uh, before we go, can I read? Uh, so I saw months, like maybe two months ago, the conservative dudes like uh, Ben Shapiro cover sort of like pop culture beat stuff, like. Look at look what this rapper's doing. They're talking about crime again, you know. Yeah. And uh, it, it, but I avoided this. But everybody has heard Pound Town except for me. So this is very late. This is last month's news. Uh, are you familiar with Pound Town? Not familiar with Pound Town. Is that another hentai? No, it's it's a musician named Sexy Red, uh, who's doing like the most ratchet sort of like you know. She's a bad rapper, and the song is like the the first line is "My coochie pink, my booty hole brown." Mm. Uh, it, it it's just about her her man, right? But it's it's an N word in the song. Uh, e- e- eating her out, 
and and uh, and fucking her, right? Because she's she's going to pound town. Uh, so, but I, I watched it for the first time the other day. I just wanted to read the YouTube comments. Okay, it's important that you understand. It's important you understand that she's a pretty bad rapper. Okay, she never disappoints when it comes to disappointing. This one's fire. Wow, <laughs> and then. We straight up losing brain cells with this one fire emoji. <laughs> we making it, to, we making it to the sewers with this one fire emoji. <laughs> we reaching a, we reaching a new low on this one fire emoji. A lot of fire emojis, <laughs> like four fire emojis. We losing father figures with this one fire emoji. Oh, no, no. We going to the clinic with this one fire emoji. <laughs> <laughs> the gates of hell just opened a little wider with this one fire emoji. <laughs> what about it? We're making it to, into the adoption center with this one uh, fire emoji. We're making it into Planned Parenthood with this one fire emoji. <laughs> so people, people get a thrill uh, out of, out of uh, her, uh, her, her ignorance. Yeah. Her, her, her bad songs, I guess. Yeah. 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 And so, you're, uh, are, you, like, are you gonna are you gonna tour with her supporting? I mean, I would. This is a fun song. I like this comment. This goes fire on mute. Fire emoji, <laughs> yellow emoji, hundred emoji. <laughs> we make it into the end of the simulation with this one fire emoji. <laughs> I like I this like one. That. Like that one. Oh, by the way, these are all capitalized. Started from the bottom, but we're still here with this one fire emoji. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun so what are your future plans there what, are, what what's on the agenda for your japanese uh your your it's national lampoon's japanese vacation yeah uh you're, you're the griswolds uh yeah i'm the griswold uh i'm rusty yeah. uh and uh <laughs> this one this one doesn't even make sense we're making it out of conversion therapy with this one fire emoji. <laughs> me, I don't even understand that one. We're making it out of section eight housing with this one. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I like this one. This goes hard when you're deaf. <laughs> uh, let's see. We make it into a fully contributed Roth IRA with this one fire emoji. <laughs> wow. We make it into parent court with this one fire emoji. <laughs> we ignoring dead smoke to take the batteries with this one. Wow. The smoke detector battery is crazy to me. <laughs> I don't know how that would drive me crazy. We can't, we can't talk about some fire detector emojis. The conversation went racial. For people that don't know, this has become a meme. We're late to it, but the meme went right short. <laughs> we can't talk about it. <laughs> but it's, it's, I urge everybody to explore this on the internet as the memes are very high quality. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. 
Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's call it. It's late. How long has the smoke detector been going off in your building? Oh, there's one that's been down the hall. It's been going off for at least three weeks. <laughs> Some I... people haven't been, people haven't been longtime listeners. Eric and my girlfriend are the two people I've I've met in life who, respectfully to both of you, there's something wrong with the two of you. False. Where, no, no, no. So there's that condition where you 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 can't handle someone chewing, right? It's an actual condition, and they they've they've boiled it down to something with the way that uh, your uh, what's that thing in your ear? Your eardrum. It's something to do with your eardrum and the way that you process sound. Uh, the sound of other people's mouths makes you irritated all the way to homicidal. And that's a real thing. You've met these people in your life that like find other people chewing upsetting, right? But <clears throat> there are other people, such as Eric and my girlfriend, who any type of rhythmic noise sends you into a state like you were sleeping in your closet. Like this yep. was the movie fucking uh, uh, Munich. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> like, you, you were set. my girlfriend who is a very reasonable person has like, she'll like go to the neighbors, like, yeah. like, uh, like baseball, bat, baseball bat style. You Same. know what I mean? <laughs> I feel her on this one. It is. It is but you too. Me, I can, I can sleep through basically anything. Although I will confess, I'm a loud snorer and I don't give a fuck. I I don't even respect people that have a problem with it. I always go like, "Fuck you! Put your head on a pillow, sleep." But <laughs> I was on the plane the other day and I had to call my girlfriend when I got off. I called, I said, "Me on a listen." I owe you an apology. All those times I said, "Hey, can you just get a grip and put your head on a pillow and go to sleep?" I don't care if I'm snoring. I was wrong. There was a guy on the plane who's Snoring was so revolting that I found myself like sort of twitching, like like, like high irritation, wrong vibration, (laughs) anger. But I think it was because it was at such tight intervals. Like I felt like he was having, he was having a snoring nightmare where he was running. (laughs) It was disgusting. And, uh, so and I feel like I've done I've done this you know I mean I do this to my girlfriend and, and uh, so I, I owe an apology at the same time it's like I still think you two got to get over it but it's the it's that rhythmic thing that is just you, you both fall apart under its pressures I can't stand <laughs> so, it I cannot stand it it makes me homicidal so, straight up so when you are in a um, I wouldn't consider my old apartment your present apartment. I wouldn't consider it necessarily down market. You could 
definitely find shittier places Way in shittier. LA County, you know, like <laughs> 100%. But our neighbors are, you know, like dog, dog abusing. Yeah, about as little life as you get. <laughs> yeah, so, like, my, my thing is, you got to expect this when the when you're in the trenches of dog abusing pill head uh 40 unit buildings you know what i mean you got to expect one of, one of the, somebody's one of, one of our neighbors told evan that he was on ketamine the other day <laughs> yeah like at what probably like 4 in the afternoon yeah you know I mean? like yeah that's that's our, that's our, that's the shit so what i'm saying is you got to expect that you're going to get some of that beep. I can't stand it. I can, <laughs> I can, I can make an excuse for any, like, I, I honestly, I mean, well, not the dog abuse, but the, the dog abuse and the beeps, I like, it makes me crazy. Everything else I can let slide. I don't care when the people upstairs uh, are walking around and fucking stomping around. I don't give a shit about that. Uh, I don't next door neighbors beating, beating each other. Well, they left a long time ago, but uh, I don't care about music. I don't care about as long as it's off by fucking midnight. Like, I don't care. Uh, but like, you know, a TV that's left on all night, a beeping fucking uh, a be- thing. <laughs> oh, God, it just it makes me fucking crazy. We're getting out of here soon, I hope. Yeah, I got to go get my I got to get my shit. For, I, I've left my shit at the apartment for two years. Yeah, I know. You got to get your shit. out you, of here. You, you can't get out of there, man. That's the best apartment in the world. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I, I I straight up love where you live. I think it's the funniest place in the world. Like, it is pretty. Is... I've lived. Oh, let's. This is the end of the podcast, so people are not going to hear this. We got to talk about Sex Offender Tuesdays. Oh yes, that's going to be. That's we'll save that for next time. We'll save that. Uh, okay. Right. But uh, but no, but uh. Oh, I, I should say we've got we got hundreds of bombas, by the way. No shit. We got Listen, so many bombas. We take it, That's our new thing now. That's our bazinga. That's our baba booey. Yeah, that's our baba booey's bomba. Listen, uh I'm I'm humbled that anybody uh would be on so many muscle relaxers that they make it to, that they don't get up and change the podcast. People said uh, that was our best you, one. People love that shit. <laughs> People would love it when we're charmless and, and looking up things that upset us online. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. That's our yeah, charm. Well, fuck it. Give us more. Give, give us more money, man. Everybody, uh, Patreon.com/slash Worst Possible Timeline. There you go. All right, we'll get you next time. Fuck you. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out? 
stopped listening to other podcasts.